click drive time keeping you informed and inspired we love god we ought to be able to talk about him getting you started on your day with the latest in breaking news and information from the vatican to the white house and everything in between it's serious it's fun it's your catholic drive time now here's your host joe mcclain praise be to jesus christ welcome back to catholic drive time keeping you informed and inspired i'm your host Joe McLean, good morning, and praise be to God, you have survived the weekend. Congratulations, you are back at it. No worries, God is very good. We're going to have a great show today. Did you know, according to Kendall Qualls, black families have declined from approximately 80% two-parent homes to 80% fatherless homes? Kendall, Kendall Qualls, rather, president of Take Charge Minnesota, is going to be our guest in the guest segment today to talk about that. How to Save the Family. That's going to be a big conversation coming up at 35 past the hour. Monica Klein is also our guest today in the What's Concerning Us, former Planned Parenthood sexual risk re-education, or reduction education trainer, rather. And uh, she now has a uh, website called ittakesafamily.org, and she's going to be our guest in the What's Concerning Us segment to talk about their plan, their strategy to capture the hearts and minds of the young, getting into the schools as early as possible to educate them on their version of sexuality, which includes abortion and contraception and more. Monica Klein will be on in the in the uh, What's Concerning Us segment. It's also the feast day of Saints Joachim and Anne, the parents of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the grandparents of our Lord and Savior Jesus, and as a parent, grandparent myself today, uh, praise be to God, a happy grandparent day to everyone out there. Uh, the team is here. Good morning to you, Janelle. Hello. Good morning. Happy feast day. Happy feast day. Praise be to God. Thank you, uh, Saints Joe, Kim, and Anne. Yes, uh, speaking of us. being very grateful, uh, it, uh, what's his name? Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you. Well, that was awkward. I, it's <laughs> Monday. What do you, you want? Know, it, uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's you're, good to be here. Your bar is way too I'm, high this I'm early in the week. I'm not quite a grandparent. In fact, I'm very far away from being a grandparent. But, mm. you know, happy grandparents day to the only grandparent in the room. <laughs> Praise be to God. Did either of you do anything interesting over the weekend? Oh, yes. I had a uh, my buddy, uh, Joe, had, we celebrated his birthday, and he's going off to medical school, so we had a party for him. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. We uh, we barbecued, or he barbecued, and we ate the barbecue. So I, mm. you know, I had the fun part. I don't remember uh, getting a phone call saying the barbecue was available. Yeah, we deliberately said, we talked about it, and we mm. said, you know, we should probably mm. not invite Joe. Yeah, it was a discussion. It was a discussion. We <laughs> it had. was a, a very uh, involved, intense discussion. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Did, Janelle, did you get a phone call about barbecue? Um, no, I didn't. But I mm. did meet someone over the weekend. I met a listener over the weekend. Her really? name is Lori Powell from YouTube. Hey now. Yeah, it was Lori, awesome. Praise be to God. It's so good to see her. Yeah, Lori always hangs out with us, mostly on the Facebook side. Uh, sometimes she hangs yes, out on the whenever Facebook's acting up, she always switches over. But uh, praise be to God, Lori. Uh, uh, good to uh, have you on the show as always. Um, well, we're going to have an interesting program today. We're very excited about it. Uh, again, Monica Klein is coming up, former Planned Parenthood uh, sort of uh, education person, and then she also worked. She didn't work directly for Planned Parenthood. She worked for a bunch of of uh, Title Ten funding clinics. And then, of course, Kendall Qualls is going to be our guest from Take Charge, Minnesota. That's all coming up in the first hour. In the second hour, of course, we play our game show, and we have a brand new sponsor this week. Who is our sponsor? 
Our sponsor is Oremus Industries. Um, they make I Catholic love. Going with that. <laughs> yeah, it's Oremus, and the moose part is like the as actual the animal, moose. as in the moose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a pretty, it's a it's a great company. Um, they make Catholic bound leather backs, I guess, um, for like your Bible, for mm. your. Um, uh, what's it called? Maybe for your catechism, um, any big Catholic your daily books or journals. Yeah, your daily missile. I forgot the word. Right? The, the uh, office of readings. It's the, I, it could be the lots breviary, of options um, there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great place. They also sell a bunch of other really cool um, everyday things. Um, so please go check them out. It's Oremus, O-R-E-M-O-O-S-E. And they're from Minnesota. So they that are makes from sense. Minnesota. There are moose in Minnesota. They're from Mankato, Minnesota. My wife and I, our very first date was moose watching in the mountains of New Hampshire. Romantic. Yes, it was. Praise be to God. All right, we're going to jump into our show today. We're looking forward to the game show, and thank you, Oremus, for being a sponsor of our program this week. Looking forward to giving away the prize to some lucky drive-time listener in the next hour, for those that are able to join us anyway. But let's pray for your intentions, dear listener. Let's pray for our guests, for the uh, salvation of souls and the conversion of sinners worldwide. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the headlines with Janelle A. Looking at the headlines today from Crooks, report that led to priests resignation prompts journalism ethics questions. High-tech data collection and cell phone tracking services allegedly used in a report by the pillar that triggered the resignation of a high-ranking U.S. Catholic official July 20th has sparked a fresh discussion about journalism ethics. The report also has sparked a backlash from a variety of religious media outlets and individual writers concerned over national security-level surveillance tools being used to track church staff. Monsignor Jeffrey D. Burrell Burrells resigned his post as General Secretary at the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops after the conference was contacted by The Pillar, an online outlet that covers the Catholic Church and provides news and analysis. Regarding evidence the news outlet claimed to have of a pattern of sexual misconduct on the priest's part. Privately available location data and mobile phone tracking app tracking devices of the sort detailed in part in a 2019 New York Times investigation may have been directed at Burrell. Apart from the serious issues of alleged clergy misbehavior, covert data collection in religious religion news reporting on clergy and church staff may have well run afoul of the written code of ethics for both the Society of Professional Journalists and the revised Fair Publishing Practices Code of the Catholic Media Association. Also from Crooks, critics say Brazil's teen abstinence push reflects a communicable neocon pact. Evangelical politicians have introduced bills in states and towns all over Brazil to promote sexual abstinence among teens. Boosted by a wave of conservatism in the country under President Jair Bolsonaro, Catholic reaction has been mixed as charismatic Catholic renewal movements generally support the measures while bishops have been mostly silent. The most recent and notorious proposition was made by a city lawmaker in Sao Paulo, a four-square church minister and a member of the Social Liberal Party. 
in which Bolsonaro was affiliated when he was elected in 2018, presented a bill in order to create a I choose to wait week in Brazil's most populous city. The idea was to introduce dates in the school calendar to discuss teenage pregnancy prevention. The bill's name alludes to a well-known campaign in Brazil, I Choose to Wait, created years ago by the evangelical pastors Nelson Jr. and Angela Cristina. They lead an institute that has the same name and has been promoting sexual abstinence before marriage throughout the country. In Sao Paulo State, Lawmaker Leticia Aguilar, also a member of PSL, presented a bill to establish a statewide I Choose to Wait program. Aguilar argues that it's not about sexual abstinence it does not aim at suspending the rights to or replacing existing contraceptive methods. The idea, she says, is to raise awareness on the potential consequences of premature pregnancy. And those are your headline news for Monday, July 26th. I'm Janelle A. God love you. The saint of the day is Blessed Robert Nutter O.P. So we get some more Dominicans in here. Uh, and he was born in 1557 at Burnley Lanes, Lanchestershire, Lanchestershire, England. Easy for me to say. He was uh, the brother of Blessed John Nutter and was educated at the Brandnose College, Oxford, England, in the mid-1560s. He was a seminarian at the English College in Reims, France, and was ordained at Sussens, France, on the 21st of December, 1581. He returned to England with Blessed George Haydock to minister to convert Catholics. He worked for two years, was imprisoned and tortured in the Tower of London for two years. He was then exiled for the crime of being a priest. After a few months in France to recover, he returned to England. He was arrested almost immediately and spent nearly 15 years in prison. He joined the Dominicans in prison and received into the order by the provincial of Portugal. He managed to escape in March 1600 and was recaptured in May. He lodged in Wisbish Castle and was tortured and finally hanged with Blessed Edward Thwig. He died by hanging on the 26th of July, 1600, in Lancaster, England, and was beatified on the 22nd of November, 1987, by Pope John Paul II. Blessed Robert Nutter, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. Jesus proposed a parable to the crowds. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, and thank you, verboom.com forward slash GRN for giving us the tools to 
to get quickly to uh, to the depths of these incredible passages through the early church fathers, great commentaries, and more. Verboom, that's V-E-R-B-U-M, verboom.com forward slash G-R-N. Thank you again. Um, you know, I like these two parables because they're short and they're sweet, and yet they both communicate something very, very, very powerful. Many uh, non-Catholics simply can't wrap their head around the uh, comparing the early church to what they see today in the Catholic church with its basilicas and its, its uh, beautiful uh, liturgies, for instance, with its uh, ornate uh, vestments and and all of the stuff that comes along with it, they can't they can't understand how these things could be related. And yet we see these two parables sort of communicating something that starts so small and ends so grand, so epic, right? So it it becomes more easy to see the development process that our Lord saw coming. Ignatius Catholic Study Bible said Jesus likewise sows the kingdom in a small band of disciples, expecting it to grow into a worldwide church. The birds represent Gentile nations. Jesus's parable thus points to the spread of the gospel and acceptance of Gentiles into the church. But what I thought was fascinating was looking at the early church fathers and how they saw some of these parables. St. Jerome uh, said this, the man who sows is by most understood to be the Savior, who sows the seed in the minds of believers. He goes on to say, which receiving the grain of preaching and nurturing it by the dew of faith makes it to spring up in the field of our own breast. Let us then take the wings of the dove that flying aloft, we may dwell in the branches of this tree and may make ourselves nests of doctrines and soaring above earthly things may hasten towards the heavenly. Now, I love also this sort of, uh, this, this idea that sort of points to John 12, verse 24, where our Lord said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And there's a, a, a nod to the Holy Eucharist in that, that our Lord would go to his grave and the fruit of his death and resurrection would be the sacraments given to the whole world through the church. St. Gregory, commenting here on Matthew 13, said, Christ himself is the grain mustard seed, who planted in the garden of the sepulcher, his tomb, grew up a great tree. He was a grain of seed when he died, and a tree when he rose again, a grain of seed in the humiliation of the flesh, a tree in the power of his majesty. So even St. Gregory here sees this idea of our Lord as that seed, and the fruit of it is the church. It's the sacraments given to the whole world. It is a powerful reality. There's much more that can be said. I'll save some of it for next hour. But one of the other ideas behind this passage is the distinction between a Christian and the rest of the world. There needs to be a distinction. We are to be in this world, but not of this world. We aren't to love this world. We're to help convert it. All right, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. Monica Klein, former Planned Parenthood education expert is going to be on our show to tell us their secret strategy. We'll be right back. Glorianshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Glorianshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Glorianshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Glorianshine.com. Thank you again. 
We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. It is great to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Kendall Qualls from uh, Take Charge, Minnesota is going to be our guest. 80% of African-American homes were two-parent homes um, for the longest time. And then they've declined down to 80% fatherless homes. We're going to get to the bottom of that with Kendall Qualls, 35 past the hour. We're going to be talking about the critical race theory, systematic uh, racism, and more in our country. And that ought to be a good conversation. I think he's going to have a lot of insight. Kendall Qualls, 35 past the hour. Right now, joining us via Zoom chat is Monica Klein from ItTakesAFamily.org, former Planned Parenthood sexual risk uh, reduction education trainer with Planned Parenthood and many other Title X funded uh, clinics, is joined us. Good morning to you, Ms. Klein. Good morning. Praise be to Thank God. Thank you for having me on. It is good to have you. Now, your internet seems a little bit squirrely. Hopefully, we won't have any issues here, but uh, we're very excited to have you on. Uh, I would like you to, I mean, you you spent, uh, I think it was at least a decade working in this field for many clinics, such as Planned Parenthood, and maybe you could help us understand what the strategy uh, is of these clinics, like Planned Parenthood, to capture the hearts and minds of the young people. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, so it's a, it's a, it's a strategy that uses collaborations with several organizations. My job was actually with a gay organization as an HIV specialist doing HIV prevention. And then I was mentored by Planned Parenthood on how to share the same sexual risk reduction message, but with children. Uh, and, and so then basically these organizations, the Title X organizations, um, predominantly Planned Parenthood, HIV organizations, STD organizations, we all collaborated together to reach out to quote unquote high risk communities and children. And so what, what the public needs to understand, they're wondering, well, why is it that everyone goes to Planned Parenthood? Well, it's because of these collaborations in public health that is all funded by the government. And so as an HIV specialist, when there was a need for, uh, you know, women's health care, uh, of course, then that, that collaboration meant that I was going to refer people to Planned Parenthood. And so literally these sex educators are funded or I was funded 40 hours a week. That was my full-time job to wow. walk the streets of neighborhoods to bring them in. And so this strategy with children truly is, uh, you know, knowing that Planned Parenthood and uh, the largest abortion provider 
in our country and across the globe, you know, makes the, their their business model is to sell abortion and but you need they need as a business to be able to bring people into their organization in order to eventually need that abortion and so my uh, experience in this field in over a decade is I saw how sex education is used as that vehicle or that marketing tool to groom children and the public into sexual behavior outside of marriage. And it's truly dehumanizing because they admit, and what Planned Parenthood taught me is we need to reduce their inhibitions and get them prepared to talk about sexual things so that they can become sexually active. And then when they do become sexually active, the cycle is that they will become, um, you know, infected with disease. So they need to come in for testing and treatment and birth control and because birth control is not 100% effective, then abortion is the next step. And so what I tell people, it helped them understand is that sexual education or sexual risk reduction education or comprehensive sexuality education dehumanizes, it helps these children dehumanize themselves and each other through the act of sex. And then it's just a natural next step to dehumanize the preborn child through abortion. It sounds like you're saying that the intention, the direct intention here was to get them to make mistakes. Like you're there intending for them to go down this road, not to try to prevent them from doing it, but actually to make them go down that road. Is that is that what you're saying? Because it sounds kind of like that's what's happening. That, that is what's happening. And I will say that when I was in this field before Christ came into my life and opened my eyes about this, I have to say that myself and the people in this field actually do not believe that they're doing this. Hmm. But in essence, that is what's happening. And so risk reduction, which is a public health model, its whole premise is not, if you listen to those words, risk reduction, it's not not about changing a behavior to avoid risk. It's assuming that you are in risk. And because you are in risk, they're simply going to teach you how to reduce your risk for disease or pregnancy. And so the assumption of comprehensive sexuality education, which is founded on risk reduction and many other philosophies, um, is, is essentially to assume that you are sexually active, you will continue to be sexually active, you will continue to be in high-risk behavior, and so the only intervention for risk reduction is to teach you how to reduce your risk by the use of barrier methods. Uh, and then intervention, meaning now you have a disease, so now we have to intervene with treatment. Now you become pregnant, they see that as a problem, and so their intervention uh, and and their primary way of solving that is abortion. Monica Klein is our guest. Her website is ittakesafamily.org. Ittakesafamily.org. You should check that out. Now, Monica, now let's just say for the sake of uh, – if I wanted to go into a school system and to interact with the, the teens or even the junior high to teach abstinence and chastity, how hard of a time would I have compared to how hard of a time Planned Parenthood and organizations similar to that have to get into these same school systems and preach their version of human sexuality? Well, um, we do have Title V funding, which is for abstinence training. But the the belief, though, is that abstinence is is laughable. Um, that is the belief behind abstinence that it's it's unrealistic that that's not going to happen. That children are not going to abstain. 
and that the more rational or logical um, approach is risk reduction or comprehensive sexuality education. Then we're also seeing in the schools that the the culture is saying we want inclusivity uh, for the LGBTQ children. Um, so then that's basically also they're promoting that only comprehensive sexuality education is inclusive of all people. Um, and so they, they set up all these barriers. But the truth is, is that when we treat, teach abstinence or a public health message that's called risk avoidance. So if we're just talking about a public health message and not necessarily faith in, in Christianity or in Catholicism, um, SRA essentially is saying when you avoid risky behavior, you're going to be healthier. And so the stance that I take from a public health message in that, in, you know, when we're talking about government funded schools is that children who identify with LGBTQ should also be protected from high-risk behavior. And so really this abstinence message is healthier or healthiest for all children because sexual activity at a young age is high-risk. The CDC says that as well. And so really our goal should be to help all children regardless of how they identify, regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of what their family structure is, single parent or not, also, regardless of this child is in the foster care system, what is healthiest for them is to help them to avoid high-risk behavior, to, uh, to lead them to optimal health for life. It seems to me, though, that groups like Planned Parenthood and these other organizations, they have a tremendous amount of success in this. They're able to reach the young people in mass, and they get a lot of support uh, in the process. Is that a fair assessment? It is absolutely fair. There is a lot of money, obviously, behind Planned Parenthood, and their marketing strategy is uh, very targeted, obviously. And and this is why I formed It Takes a Family. Um, the culture is changing, as you obviously have seen. Um, the, the culture really says that the family is, or that parents are not educated. They're ill-equipped. They don't talk to their children about difficult subjects. And in many instances, families may not be talking about some of these things. And so we're trying to catch up in some ways. Um, and so what's happening is that our children are exposed to the world, uh, and it is very aggressive in its messaging. And parents really are the key to that. And so when we think about Planned Parenthood, for example, they use the word parenthood. And we, we all have noticed that. We all know that. But it's also because family and parenthood is powerful, created by God himself. So then they want to say, well, let's diminish the family uh, because parents are not equipped and they're not educated. So now they start pushing sex education on the children and they eliminate the parent. One of the things that Planned Parenthood taught me over those 10 years is that they always said parents are a barrier to service. They knew that as soon as parents were involved in the health care of their children, they would not, they, Planned Parenthood, would not see that child again. And so they don't want the parent involved unless that parent believes as they do. Otherwise, they don't want the parent involved at all. They want to take over the child, um, you know, health care and ideology and their beliefs and values. And so that's why I created It Takes a Family, because the truth is, and we know this, um, you know, Joe, is that family is powerful, created by God. The, the influence of a parent on a child's belief system is incredibly powerful, um, but only if we're actually speaking that into our children's lives. If we're not speaking, if we're not giving our children value and purpose and teaching them their value and purpose, then the world will do it for them. And I will tell you that Planned Parenthood, by just looking at their marketing and the way that 
they counsel people in their clinics. They give children value and purpose. And that is why we're seeing so many kids in the school system who are advocating for LGBTQ and Planned Parenthood because they have taken them under their wing and given them a stage or a soapbox to stand on for something that they believe is important. Um, we need to be doing that as families and as churches of, of really sowing into our children that value and that purpose that they can make a good difference in this world through Christ. I'm sorry, Monica Klein is our guest. It takes a family.org. Adrian, you were going to say two yes, minutes. Yes, uh, real quick. Yes, we have two minutes left in the conversation. And, um, you know, talking to some of my friends that are that are not Catholic, uh, they went to a public school. They received sex education from the public school system, and they are flabbergasted at the idea of abstinence. It seems like they were so indoctrinated in high school that, and I guess now it's younger, but they were indoctrinated in high school that you could not be abstinent. They were told that they were expected to not be abstinent. Uh, is that what is being taught, that, that they are unable to be abstinent? Got about a minute. Absolutely. That is exactly the message. Um, so, so when any of these sex education courses come into the school, they say that they will teach abstinence. Literally, they will have one sentence that says abstinence is the only way to 100% be safe from disease or pregnancy. And then the next, whether it's four hours or several weeks is all about risk reduction. They're constantly talking about sexual behavior. Um, and like I said, this is really a quote as well from the com comprehensive sexuality education realm. They believe that abstinence is laughable, it's unrealistic, and should not be taught. All right. Monica Klein from uh, ittakesafamily.org, former Planned Parenthood sexual risk reduction education trainer for not just Planned Parenthood, but many of these Title X uh, types of clinics and organizations. Uh, we're very grateful for your time today, Monica, being on with us and sharing your experience. Uh, lots to pray about here. Lots of things for parents to take action on, for sure. God bless you, Monica. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Have a Thank great you. day. Uh, we're, again, grateful to you. ItTakesAFamily.org. Check that out. ItTakesAFamily.org. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to have breaking news and stories with Janelle. And then Kendall Qualls is going to be our guest. He is the president of Take Charge Minnesota. That's TakeChargeMN.com. To talk about the destruction of the two-parent family home, especially among African Americans. We'll be right back. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic Church would be okay if it weren't for all the rituals? Why do people complain about rituals in the church? They don't complain about the rituals that fill the rest of their daily lives. They shake hands, they sign their names, they put candles on birthday cakes, they give each other flowers, they put on fancy weddings and somber funerals. Those are all rituals. They are symbols. They are simple ways of representing complex ideas. G.K. Chesterton says, Ritual is a need of the human soul. In fact, it's a need of the human body, like exercise. Destroy your impressive ceremony, and all you get in return is unimpressive ceremony. Want more than a minute? Visit our website at chesterton.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network, 
And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects homebuyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janelle Lay, and here are your headline news. Lots of headlines today. Vatican reports a $78 million deficit. Supich spreads vaccine misinformation, claims Catholics have a moral obligation to get it. CNN doctor who was the former president of Planned Parenthood says vaccine mandates will come. Archbishop Cordelion responds to Pelosi saying no devout Catholic can condone abortion, let alone have the government pay for it. Cardinal Burke critiques Pope Francis in a July 22nd statement claims pontiff lacks authority to restrict the Latin mass. Gunmen killed two Mexican journalists in one week. Biden administration drops investigation of Andrew Cuomo killing over 15,000 nursing home residents. Planned Parenthood spent $271 million in taxpayer funds over three years pushing its abortion agenda. Judge forces school to accept trans runner in girls team. British government announces plans to force abortions on Northern Ireland. Biden Department of Justice drops charges against Chinese military members accused of lying to get jobs at U.S. universities. In a 33-year low, U.S. viewer numbers collapse for woke Tokyo Olympics opening. Rapper Lil Nas X raises money for criminals with nude prison music video. Chinese government says NBC hurt the dignity and emotions of the Chinese people by failing to include Taiwan in its map of China during Olympics coverage. Mitch McConnell threatens more lockdowns if people don't get vaccinated. Atlanta restaurant turns away unvaccinated customers, saying no vax, no service. Israel to impose vaccine passports for many events. Doctors raise awareness on ivermectin treatment for COVID-19. And 47 studies confirm ineffectiveness of masks for COVID, and 32 more confirm their negative health effects. Reported by Life News, university caught for asking for internal genitalia and kidneys from aborted babies for research. Pro-life advocates appeared before the University of California Board of Regents this week to urge them to stop the horrific practices of harvesting aborted babies' genitalia and other organs at the University of California, San Francisco. Earlier this summer, Pro-Life San Francisco obtained documents through the California Public Records Act that exposed how the university is harvesting aborted babies' clitorises, uteruses, testicles, penises, and other organs for research. UCF's S. F is a public taxpayer-funded school. Live Action, which reviewed the documents, found that 42 of the 43 procurement logs provided to the pro-life organization listed genitalia and or gonads from aborted babies. According to the pro-life organization, attorneys for the university said such documents do not exist because UCSF, the Women's Options Centers, have no protocol for determining the viability of abortion survivors or for providing care to them. This suggests that babies may be being born alive and left to die. Pro-Life San Francisco described UC San Francisco as the late-term abortion training capital of the U.S. It runs more than 100 abortion training programs across the country, including training on how to abort viable late-term unborn babies after 20 weeks of pregnancy, according to the organization. 
And those are your headline news for this morning. God love you and have a good Monday. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Janelle, for giving us the, the news, even though that was a terrible story to have to listen to. That was so rough. Uh, but here's, uh, let's turn to something I like a little better here. Back in Father's Day, I saw uh, an article on Breitbart that talked about a group out of Minnesota that was trying to address the destruction of the two-parent family. And I thought that's very interesting. And in their ad, they, they also pointed out the, the drastic shift that has happened within African-American families, going from 80% two-parent families to 80% fatherless homes. And this is definitely something that is a travesty. Joining us right now from Take Charge Minnesota is uh, the board president, Kendall Qualls. Good morning to you, sir. Oh, good morning, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, praise be to God. We're grateful for your time. Now, former uh, Army officer, I am both grateful for your service and sorry to hear that you served in the Army instead of the Marine Corps. But Semper Fi, whatever it takes, I guess, Mr. Qualls. Uh, we are grateful for your time, all joking aside. Uh, now, you have a very interesting uh, perspective here. You not only served our country, you've served in Fortune 100 companies. Uh, you've, uh, you've experienced America from, uh, from all kinds of perspectives. As an African-American, uh, American citizen, how do you take, uh, I want to start with the racist issues, uh, you know, uh, the systematic racism charges that have been levied against our country. What is your perspective, sir? Well, you know, this is what I share with people. You know, our country used to be systemically racist. My father grew up in a Jim Crow South. He couldn't apply for jobs that were available. He was treated unhumanely, inhumanely. And, um, you know, that that was the, the focus of the culture at that time and through the 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s. But interesting enough, black families were nearly 80 percent two-parent families. They were, the whole culture was intact. And uh, again, this is when the country was systemically racist. Now, my life has been drastically different from my father's life. Mm. Well, this country has made huge strides. And uh, unfortunately, we don't talk enough about the, uh, the huge progress we've made as a country. Yeah. And so that's what, I, uh, that's what I focus on, is that the biggest differences that we have and the biggest disparities we have or not systemically racist disparities, it's two-parent family disparities. You know, that's part of the tragedy when we think back upon slavery in our country, especially during the Civil War era, uh, the breakup of, of these families that are caught up in slavery, how they would often be separated against their will. And we, we think back and we, on that and we say, that's a tragedy. And uh, to know that after that period in our in nation's history, the family in the African-American communities were still very strong. 80%, as you pointed out, two-parent homes. What led to the complete reversal of that? Yeah, this is the travesty that uh, I, I, I called the, un, the unspoken word as far as government help. So during the 60s, um, the, uh, and during the LBJ administration, war and poverty, there was a program that was promoted heavily in the black community. It was called Aid to Family with Dependent Children, or AFDC. And it's, it's welfare as we know it, but basically what it did, it provided a financial incentive for women to have children as long as they remain unmarried. Wow. <laughs> and it sounds amoral when you say it out loud because it is. Hmm. And a hybrid of that program still exists today. And Joe, let me just tell you, they actually hired people to go in and inspect women's homes to ensure that the father that the husband was no longer there in the house. Wow. 
that that's that's incredibly shocking <laughs> that is i yeah i never would have expected that but the one thing that i've noticed uh personally is i have a lot of friends who are um have strained relationships with their families whether it's divorce whether it's uh remarriage in their family or just a bad relationship with their family for a number of reasons and i find it's i find so grateful that i'm so grateful for my family because i am lived in a two-parent household uh parents that loved me that cared for me my mother stay-at-home mother um and so on and so forth and i've noticed that this really does like no matter what it is that you live through in your life if you have a two-parent family, whether you're poor or rich or middle class, it doesn't matter. That most of those people end up being happier and ended up being more successful at the end. Uh, could you speak on that? I saw something about that on your website. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. It, it insulates children from a lot of different things. You know, when you look at the statistics, again, Nash, we, we've had 50 years of longitudinal data now. When you look at um, the percentage of children that are hospitalized uh, for depression, for mental illness, 78% or higher fatherless homes. Mm-hmm. You go down all the bad statistics around that. But here's, here's something else that, that rarely gets talked about. In those two-parent families, especially in the black community, it doesn't matter the, you know, the education level of the parents. Those kids graduate high school at the normal distribution curve of the, of, uh, the general population. They have low incidence with law enforcement. And what's, what's a tragic, what I, what I share with people across the country is, look, this issue is spreading beyond the black community. We're 36% in the white community, 50% in the Hispanic community. This whole idea of the nuclear family, we need to actually have a national conversation about what direction we want to go as a country. Well, what gets me about this is there seems to be it's disingenuous in the political spectrum of our conversation. I mean, not from you, but from the society at at at, at large. We have uh, we we bring up these issues, we talk about them, and yet you get groups like uh, Black Lives Matter, for instance, on their website. It used to say they've scrubbed it since uh, that they were attacking the nuclear family. In society, that they were now promoting Marxist socialism and uh, LGBTQ agendas, and can't don't aren't they aware of the history? Aren't they aware of this dramatic shift from eighty percent two parent to eighty percent fatherless homes in the black community? And then you talk about the stats that you just mentioned about uh, how how it elevates no matter their status, uh, the 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 sort of the living condition of 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 children. It seems like it's disingenuous. Why in the world would they ignore the obviousness of a two-parent family and the benefits thereof? Yeah, well, you know, it's not disingenuous if you understand their their position. Um, obviously, I think Black Lives Matter was the only one that was crazy enough to actually publish it. All the others don't publish it because that's their agenda. Mm. Let me give you an idea about this. This has been going on for 50 years. I call it, um, you know, the. It's basically oh, well, I hate to do this to you. Uh, we have to pause. We have a break. We have to take. Uh, but we're going to come back from the uh, break and we'll jump right back into this particular question. We'll give Mr. Kendall Qualls, president of Take Charge Minnesota, an opportunity to respond to that. TakeChargeMN.com is the website. You should check that out. But we're going to continue our conversation with Mr. Qualls right after this break. Don't go anywhere. This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. 
As moms and dads, we're pulled in many directions. Our world is frantic and sometimes chaotic. We parents need to take a pause, take some time away to become more intentional in our Catholic family life. We suggest a tool that we call the Family Board Meeting. This meeting's a time for you and your spouse to affirm each other in your giftedness, cast a vision framing what you want your family to look like, and then set concrete goals to make that vision a reality. More than ever, our world needs dynamic Catholic families. That only happens when parents are intentional about building a Catholic family culture within their home. Take time to build a culture that is stronger and more influential on your children than the culture of the world that surrounds them. To help you run this board meeting, we've created a tool for you. A download at our website, MessyFamilyProject.org. Get the worksheet and then work with your spouse to be more intentional in your family life. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean. It's great to be on with you. Mr. Kendall Qualls, president of Take Charge Minnesota, is our guest. That's TakeChargeMN.com is the website. encourage you to check that out. Right before the break, I I put a uh, a big question there about uh, what I feel is disingenuous, or maybe it's just agenda-driven. Why groups at the national level, at the conversational level across our society, seems to ignore the plain benefits of a two-parent home in favor of what I see as crazy? But I want to give Mr. Qualls an opportunity to respond to that. Good morning to you. Thank you for being on our program again. Yes, thanks again. Well, well, what I've learned uh, being involved in this for the last two and a half years, it's not crazy at all because that's their agenda. That is their agenda. When you look at critical race theory, they have a laundry list of programs to, to try to course correct these problems of disparity, and they're, they're not racial disparity. They're two-parent fam- two family disparities, and nothing on their agenda, not even the last page of the last item, is strengthening the nuclear family. That's the last thing they want. They want people, they want our country dependent on federal government. And the last thing they want to promote is anything that would remotely would assemble uh, strong families, strong men, and, and anything that produces a religious type of component or, or feature to it. There seems to be, especially when it comes to men, right? Uh, we have this image that's being perpetuated in pop culture and movies and television that we're idiots, we're sex-starved, we're you know we're we're, we're not uh, capable, and uh, and women are often built up as being uh, sort of the the ones that have it all together in family, where the dad's a, a, just a big knucklehead. I mean, that image is perpetuated almost universally, and I have to imagine that that speaks volumes to young. Young people in our society. What say you, Mr. Qualls? Well, absolutely. And, and you know what? This is why I um, we encourage people here in our organization is to promote school choice. Where, you, where your kids spend most of their time is where they're going to be indoctrinated. And we've seen the travesty of this indoctrination for the last 20 years. So one of the things we're doing on this, Joe, to, to, to go on the offense, not just the defense, 
is to, I'm going into the black community directly, and we're going to be, we're recruiting anywhere from 75 to 100 people to help return the black community where it was um, before we had help from the government. Amen. So returning back to faith, family, and education. We already have 25 people. Um, we're halfway there, and uh, we're we're very fortunate. I, you know, these people really are, are, are gun ho about returning the culture. And all of this, all of these people are, are not paid. There's no compensation. They're doing this because they want to help the culture get back to its cultural roots. Let's go back to school choice for a moment. That's another one of those topics that I like. I just don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. It seems to me uh, that, like, for instance, I live in a major city in America, Houston, Texas, and in the inner city communities, very poor, uh, high crime rate areas where there's a lot of single moms, you would think that, boy, we would love to give that mom the best option possible for her children to have a chance, right? Because the public school is often not a good option. But maybe, just maybe, her tax dollars could help her send a kid to a private school of her choice or a charter school, for instance. But it seems on the political conversation, that is always shut down and school choice is never much of an option. Wouldn't that dramatically help some of these poor single moms in African-American communities? Absolutely. And we've seen it in our city here in, in the Twin Cities and in, in Minneapolis, kids from the same neighborhoods, same same streets, they attend a private parochial school, they graduate 95% in the 95% range, test scores are above national average. Unfortunately, they force, uh, they, you know, basically these kids to stay in these failing public schools, and they're weaponizing our kids. Mm. They're weaponizing when you can't articulate yourself um, through um, written communication, you know, vocal communication. Um, when you're, you don't, you grow up without a father in the home, you're easily manipulated emotionally. And that's what they're doing to our kids here. It, you know, coming out of the, the, the riots here in Minneapolis, coming out of the place where George Floyd was killed, is going to be a different persona of what's going to come out of Minneapolis. And it's going to be coming out of the work that we're doing with Take Charge. So let's go into that then. Uh, TakeChargeMN.com is the website, TakeChargeMN.com. Now, you mentioned a minute ago you're in the community and you're doing some mentoring, you're recruiting, you've got 25 men signed up. Tell us about the nature of your mission. Yeah, well, the, the nature of, of my mission is really a testament to my, to my life, actually. I, you know, I grew up in a divorced family. Um, my, when my dad returned from Vietnam, we moved from Fort Campbell, Kentucky to, to Harlem, New York in the late 1960s. Mm. If you don't know anything about that, it's what Chicago is today times 10 um, as the epicenter for drugs, violence, and gangs. So I, I spent wow. half my elementary school years there. My father came and got me and my younger brother um, when I was in sixth grade to live with him in Oklahoma. Now, he was paying alimony and child support at that time. And so all he could afford was a trailer in a small trailer park in Oklahoma. So I tell people I lived and I've been called trailer trash, ghetto kid, and a lot worse. Wow. But where you start in life is not where you have to stay in life in this country. Amen. And regardless of your race, regardless of your social standing, America works. And that's what we're doing and take charge. And we're explaining to people in the, in the inner cities of the Twin Cities. You know, uh, one thing that I've noticed, especially in the U.S. recently, and it feels like we're heading in a direction that is anti-subsidiarity, uh, which is a Catholic principle with uh, social teaching that says that, you know, that what 
needs to be done needs to happen at the lowest level possible. And that means the family needs to be primary. The family needs to be primary in education and so on and so forth. And then from there, you go to your local neighborhood, your church community, then your city, then your state, then your country. And I feel like we're doing the exact opposite where we start with the country and then go backwards. And the family is the last point on the list. Uh, could you talk about that situation and how we can uh, fight this and uh, bring back the principle of subsidiarity? Well, it's all about dependency. When, 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 especially when the family's broken down, you get this knee-jerk reaction to go straight to the federal government for help. And that's where we've been in the black community for a long time. And I, and I call it really the, the unwritten story of, of the century, really. Um, the spotted owl had more help in getting it off the endangered species list than the, than the American black family. We went from 80% two-parent family in my lifetime. Mm. 80% two-parent family to 80% fatherless homes without one national initiative to reverse the trend. We're going to do that starting in, in Minneapolis uh, with Take Charge, and you know what? we're going to do it from the private sector. And on our website, we have videos that help from a cultural standpoint, communicating cultural and connecting with people. I call it head and heart, intellectually and emotionally. And we got boots on the ground with moms and grandmoms. And we got a first cohort of men, married Christian men, that are helping as well. See, you, you made a point. You said uh, married Christian men. Uh, that's another important point. I feel like sometimes we kind of get lost in the sociological weeds. And we talk about, yes, we need to have a two-parent household and this kind of thing. But we kind of lose the idea that uh, there needs to be a foundation that undergirds our morality. And that's the Christian faith. Uh, could you speak about that for a second? Well, it's basic. This is what I'm promoting is cultural and what I'm promoting is American. The founding fathers have said this. You can't be a self-governing people without a virtuous people, without being virtuous and, and, um, and, and educated. We need to be literate and we need to be virtuous. And now you can't get virtue from an iPhone app. <laughs> and you got to get that from somewhere. And usually it's biblical teaching and starting with the basically the Ten Commandments. Amen. We have just a minute or two left with Kendall Qualls, president of TakeChargeMinnesota.com. You know, this path for 4th of July, I served in the Marine Corps, by the way, as I was joking with you at the beginning of our conversation. Uh, I, I, this path 4th of July, I reread the Declaration of Independence to my children, and I was, uh, was contemplating a country in which the founding fathers who signed that document owned slaves, or at least some of them did. And yet they had the fortitude, maybe it was a gift of the Holy Ghost, to say that all men were created equal. You know, so it's a country not perfect yet, but a country with great potential. And still, all these years later, all these troubles later, this is a country where people from all over the world come, and they know that with hard work and determination, no one can hold them down. And I think your life is a testament to that. Well, absolutely. And I tell people all the time, you know what, African-Americans do great in this country. And they say, Kendall, what are you talking about? I said, well, look, Nigerians, Nigerians that come to this country legally, they earn 17% more than the average American. Wow. They, and that's not, that's not the average black American. That's the average American. They have a choice to go to Canada, Australia, anyplace else. They have not been indoctrinated like native-born black Americans to, to believe that they can't get over the barriers or the challenges in our country. And we can. And again, we're going to, we're going to launch an initiative that I believe that's going to actually change the nature of the conversation and the direction for our country. Now, will your initiative be restricted to just Minnesota? 
Absolutely not. We, um, we began this initiative on January 18th, Martin Luther King holiday, and uh, we plan on launching beyond the state at the beginning of next year. What are your ultimate goals? What do you, what do you hope to accomplish? Well, number one, I will, people understand, um, universally, everyone understand that this country is set up for you to, to, to you know, chart a path for your own future. Mm. You know, um, whatever you want in life. And that it's not guaranteed, but gee, it's that pursuit of happiness that we want to have, that, that freedom and liberty to do that and live your life the way you want without any government impediments. Mm. That's, that's the nature of who we are as Americans. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Kendall Qualls, uh, president of Take Charge Minnesota. That's TakeChargeMN.com. I encourage everyone to go to the website uh, and check that mission out to support it. If you can, that'd be wonderful. But uh, Mr. Kendall Qualls, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. God love you and God bless you. And we'll be praying for your success. And that is going to do it for the first hour of Catholic Drive Time. Praise be to God. Great conversations with Kendall Qualls and uh, Monica Klein. Uh, We're very uh, encouraged by these initiatives. If you can join us in the second hour, we would surely love to have you. Our uh, Fear and Trembling game show is coming up. Prizes are involved. Opportunity to laugh, learn, and, and have fun with us. We'd be very grateful for those of you who can join us. If not... We'll see you back here tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, across the Guadalupe Radio Network and the Station of the Cross. We're very grateful for all of the stations that tune us in every day. Tomorrow, David L. Gray is going to be on the program. We're going to have an interesting conversation with him again on our program. We're very uh, much looking forward to that. But the whole week, great lineup. So make sure to check us out on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. We'll see you in the next hour. God love you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. How should I respond to someone who wants to know if I've been saved or born again? Answer with a resounding yes. Tell them that it is through baptism that you are saved, just as the Bible says in 1 Peter 3.20, and that it is through baptism, water and the Spirit, that you are born again, just as the Bible says in John 3, verse 5. Many Protestants believe that they are saved by making a single act of faith at a single point in time in their lives. Nowhere does Scripture say such a thing. Catholics believe that salvation is a process which begins with our baptism and continues throughout our lifetimes, just as the Bible teaches us. Many places in Scripture talk about how one is saved, but not one of them says we are saved by one act of faith at just one point in time. Again, 1 Peter 3.20 says that we are saved by baptism. Hebrews 12.14 says that we will not see the Lord unless we are holy, and that we must strive for this holiness. Matthew 6, verses 14 and 15, it says we must forgive others or we will not be forgiven. Can you attain salvation if God hasn't forgiven you? No. So our forgiving others is necessary for our salvation. John 6 verse 54 says that we will have eternal life by doing something, eating the flesh and drinking the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Matthew 19 verses 16 and 17, Jesus is asked directly what one must do to have eternal life. Did he say, accept me into your heart once and that's it? 
No. Jesus said to keep the commandments and you will have life. Yes, as Catholics we are born again, and as Catholics we believe that we were saved, as Paul says in Romans 8.24, that we are being saved, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1.18, and that we will be saved, as Paul says in Romans 5 verses 9 and 10, provided we persevere and keep our eyes on the prize. Salvation is a process, just as Catholics believe and just as the Bible clearly teaches. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Glorianshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Glorianshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Glorianshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Glorianshine.com. Thank you again. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. It is good to be on with you. Good morning. You have survived the weekend. Congratulations. Oh, and it's also the feast day of Saints Joachim and Anne, parents of the Blessed Virgin Mary, grandparents of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And as a grandparent, that uh, I get to celebrate that now. It's kind of, I have to wrap my head around that, but uh, it's a new phase in life. Praise be to God to have grandkids. We're very grateful. So uh, thank you, Saints Joachim and Anne, for saying uh, yes praise be to Jesus. We had a great conversation last hour with Kendall Qualls. He is with Take Charge Minnesota to talk about the destruction of the two-parent home, especially among the African-American community, going from 80% two-parent to 80% fatherless. It's a massive, drastic, epic shift, and it's not good. And he and his organization at Take Charge Minnesota have been trying to change that, starting in his community in the Twin Cities there in Minneapolis and St. Paul. But, uh, to expand across our country. Great conversation with Kendall Qualls. And then Monica Klein was on last hour as well, the uh, former Planned Parenthood Sexual Risk Reduction Education Trainer, uh, to talk about the secret strategy of Planned Parenthood and other organizations to steal the hearts and minds of your kids and, uh, and what we could do about that. So both great conversations. We should be posting both of those later today or at some point on our YouTube and other social platforms. So uh, look forward to that. And when you do, do us a favor, watch them and share them widely. We'd be very grateful to you. Um, Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Mr. Drew. Happy feast day. Okay, no more negative stories this hour. Like, good grief. Like that last news break, I was like, throwing up in my mouth it was such a horrible story <laughs> not that it, you were horrible just the story was horrible yes well Ugh, good grief so if you like horrible like intense terrible stories you got to tune in in the first hour that's what the, we do all of those stories in the in the first hour the second hour it's more upbeat right 
Yes, yes.、Uh, the second hour, we have the good news segment, and then we have the fear and trembling game show coming up soon. So excited for that. Yeah, a new sponsor this week? Yes, we have a new sponsor. It's Aramus Catholic Leatherwork. Aramus,、um, nice. um, that's moose as in the animal.、Um, and it's a play on words for Aramus, let us pray in Latin. Very、um, clever. Very clever. <laughs> Uh, they sell,、um, well, their motto is clothing the world. They desire to make the gospel presentable and pe- appealing to the modern world through beautiful art and great craftsmanship. They make leather goods to cover Bibles, breveries, prayer books, magnificats, and so much more. And so, thank you so much, Array Moose Catholic Leatherwork, for sponsoring this week's game show. The moose is the largest land mammal uh Uh, natural to North America. Really? Yes. Massive animal. I once chased a bull moose into the woods,、uh, and then it stopped and it just gave me a look. The look was, are you sure? <laughs> and then that's all it took. And then I ran back to my car. It was amazing. Speaking of which,、uh, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Speaking of which, are you saying, speaking of largest land mammal? Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> you know, it's okay. It's okay. I've been wanting no, to talk to you about that. Nonetheless, about that, it's still good to be here. Yeah, nonetheless. nonetheless. It was more the look in your eye that I was going with. You know, okay. That's all right. That's、yeah. all right. No problem. <laughs> uh, now, all the charity. Now, speaking of、uh, <clears throat> largest land mammal, you had a lot of barbecue over the weekend, I heard. Oh, yes. Oh, I was slightly upset because we had, okay, so the meal was great. We went to my friend Joe's birthday party over on Saturday,、mm-hmm. and it was、uh, his birthday party and his going away party because he's going off to medical school. So, congratulations to you, Joe. And the,、uh, we had a ton of food. So, we had burgers, we had sausage, we had venison, we had Oof, all sorts、wow. of food. But the creme de la creme、mm-hmm. was they had, they had steak wrapped in Ooh. bacon. Oh. But. I left for a second.、Uh-huh. I walked off.、Uh-huh. And when I came back,、yeah. everyone ate it. <laughs> I was gone for maybe like two minutes. I left, walked inside to use the restroom、oh, for a second.、Funny. I come back out and all the steak is gone. All of it. And I was like, no. <laughs> you snooze, you lose. I'm just looking through my notifications here over the weekend. Hmm.、Um, not seeing the one that says, hey, by the way, there's, there's bacon wrapped steak available. I、uh, must not, have gotten. Not, I, we, I mailed it to you. Not, I sent not, it via letter. I don't know.、Uh, carrier、letter. pigeon. Carrier pigeon. Carrier it pigeon. should get to you in, in seven to ten、uh, business days. Whew. Well, and now I know where your friendships lie.、Mm-hmm. And by the way, hopefully, you know, in the state of Texas, the meat requirement is at least two pounds per serving, I think.、Mm. Right? So, requirement. You know, I don't know about requirement,、yeah. but、sure. I, probably don't, what don't I did. Don't fact check me. Don't fact check me. Just, just take my word for it. Uh, all right, we're going to go. Hopefully, you, some of you guys had some barbecue of the weekend. I didn't have any barbecue, but whatever. I'm not bitter at all. Let's pray for your intentions, dear listener. And then we're going to jump into our show coming up at 15 past the hour. We're going to do the Fear and Trembling Game show. We'll have news. We'll have Saying the Day Gospel first. And then, of course, our Fear and Trembling Game show. I will give out the phone number. You could win some prizes. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully, you'll be a part of that today. You can find the phone number on our website, though, GRN on. Online.com forward slash CDT. But let's jump into this and pray for your intentions. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now the good news with Janelle Lay. 
Firefighters plan to bike across country to honor 9-11 first responders. Woman with just one fallopian tube and one ovary delivers one-pound miracle baby and survives near-fatal birth. Missouri Governor Mike Parson signs pro-life bill to help stop infanticide. Do you know what's in the books your kids are reading, says a homeschool curriculum founder. When an American mom discovered that her daughter's root attitude was coming from the popular modern books she was bringing home from her school library, it set her on a life-changing journey. She not only succeeded at completely reversing her daughter's attitude, but also launched a successful homeschool curriculum company, which now helps hundreds of thousands of families choose wholesome literature that inspires children towards high moral character. In an interview with the Epic Times, mother of five, Jenny Phillips, founder and owner of The Good and the Beautiful, said the books her daughter, an avid reader, was reading in elementary school looked fine on the surface. The covers were cute and the books were popular and featured at our school library, Jenny said. We had realized many years earlier the impact that inappropriate movies, TVs, and music had had on our children's hearts and minds, and only allowed appropriate media, but we had never thought of books and how much power they had. Jenny ultimately discovered that it was books alone, as well as influence from school friends that had taught her daughter to be rude and shallow. Thus, it was with utter determination that Jenny undertook a dramatic overhaul of the books she allowed for her daughter, predominantly swapping out modern bestsellers full of immoral and unworthy content for their classic predecessors with moral lessons still intact. Our efforts to expose her to the clean and uplifting books began to fundamentally change her behavior character, Jenny said, adding that it was amazing to see how changing the books she read completely reversed her rude and shallow behaviors over time. Finding vegano author Love for the Latin Mass will be rekindled by attempt to suppress it. A veteran Vatican journalist believes that Pope Francis's new legislation against the traditional Latin Mass will, despite its aims, lead to the classical rites flourishing. In a recent interview with LifeSite News, Robert Moynihan, founder of Inside the Vatican and founder of Finding Vigano, suggested both that the Pope's new restrictions on the traditional liturgy will prompt a resurgence in the Usas Antiquiar and that they are a result of a liturgical revolution which works in tandem with a desire to promote a new humanity without this idea of God. Chatting with LifeSite Jim Hale about Pope Francis' recent motu proprio traditionis custodis, Moynihan said that he was not surprised by the document, which imposed heavy chains upon the traditional liturgy of the Catholic Church. He noted that the growing number of reports which had warned the motu proprio was coming, as well as comments made by high-ranking members of the Curia about the end of the Old Mass. It doesn't end the Old Mass, but it tries to halt its growth. Before adding a surprising note of hope, he said, I think in a way, it's the best thing that could ever happen. I think the love of the old mass will now be rekindled in a sense due to the attempt to repress it. Saying that many in the church have now been in a sleepwalking state because few realize the importance of the old mass, the author suggested that the attempt to crush it entirely will prompt the opposite effect, resulting in a resurgence in the traditional liturgy. And lastly, from Crooks, Wicca raises, raises weir awareness of NFP and how it enriches sacrament of marriage. To have to hold to honor supporting God's gift of love and life in marriage is the theme of Natural Family Planning Awareness Week, July 25th to the 31st. 
The educational campaign of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops will celebrate God's vision for marriage and promote the methods of natural family planning through a social media presence at hashtag NFP Week and through NFP events scheduled in dioceses across the country. And last but not least, happy feast day of St. Joachim and St. Anne. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm Janelle God love you and have a good Monday. The saint of the day is Blessed Robert Nutter O.P. He was uh, born in 1557 at Burnley Lanes, Lancashire, England, and was the brother of Blessed John Nutter. He was educated at Bronznose College in Oxford, England in the mid-1560s. He was a seminarian at the English College in Reims, France. He was adorned, uh, ordained at Sessons, France on the 21st of December, 1581, and returned to England with Blessed George Haydock. He went to minister to convert Catholics. He worked for two years and was imprisoned and tortured in the Tower of London for two years. He was then exiled for the crime of being a priest. After a few months in France to recover, he returned to England. He was then arrested almost immediately and spent nearly 15 years in prison. He joined the Dominicans in prison and received into the order by the provincial of Portugal. He managed to escape in March 1600 and was recaptured in May. He lodged with uh, in Wisbish Castle and was tortured and finally hanged with Blessed Edward Thwing. He was hanged on the 26th of July 1600 in Lancaster, England, and was beatified on the 22nd of November 1987 by Pope John Paul II. Blessed Robert Nutter, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. Jesus proposed a parable to the crowds. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world. The Gospel of the Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I, I like um, St. Hilary, I think 4th century, said, The woman that is the synagogue, taking this leaven, hides it, that is, by the sentence of death, but is working in three measures of meal, that is, equally in the law, the prophets, and the gospels, making all one, so that what the law ordains, that the prophets announce, that is fulfilled in the developments of the gospels. The reason why I like that quote from Hillary is because I think it illustrates that you can't stop the will of God. You can't. He equates the woman as the synagogue, and she tries, but it does not work. Even the the uh, the prophets and the law announce the good news. Adrian, what did you find? Uh, yes, I guess real quick for, uh, you know, I want to comment briefly on yesterday's gospel. If you went to the Novus Ordo Mass, the gospel was the feeding of the, of the 500 
and the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. Now, it's, there's a controversy over on social media, people talking about, you know, this priest said what, this bishop said this, this, and so on and so forth. And, uh, the, the controversy was, what does it, what does it mean that our Lord multiplied the loaves and fishes? Well, some people will say it was a miracle of sharing. That is not the traditional understanding. That is not the interpretation of the saints. It's not the interpretation of the fathers. Uh, the In reality, it is the multiplication of loaves and fishes. Our Lord is God, and he creates out of nothing, ex nihilo. Just as he created the universe out of nothing and formed man out of clay, so too he can take bread and multiply it to feed thousands. And so that's the uh, miracle of the loaves and fishes. So it's pretty clear. I don't know. You read it, and it says it, and uh, that's what it means. So praise be to God. Historical criticism. Uh, I was historical say, critical method. Historical critical method. Thank you. Scott Hahn has a book that's about three and a half inches thick on the subject on uh, you know politicizing the Bible. It's an excellent uh, read, and it will dive deep into the subject on how we get to this sort of uh, modern understanding of uh, you know removing miracles out of Scripture. At any rate, uh, great insight there. Let's go to break, and we're going to come back and play Fear and Trembling. So if you want to be our game show host, our contestant, good grief, is it Monday? I think it's Monday. If you would like to be a contestant on the game show today, all you need to do is make a phone call. Call right now, 877-757-9424. You could win some prizes, 877-757-9424. If you've never played before or it's been a while, call right now, 877-757-9424. 24. Phone lines are open. 877-757-9424. Call right now. Can we be happy without God? Atheists say yes. We Christians say yes, but only to a certain extent. What's our reason? There are some natural human desires that can be satisfied without living for God. The desire for sensory pleasure, success, and loving relationships. There are certain desires, however, that can't be satisfied without God. For example, we don't just desire some love, we desire infinite love, love without limit. This is manifest when we get frustrated with imperfect manifestations of it. The same is true for knowledge, justice, and beauty. Since God alone is infinite in these perfections, only He can satisfy our desires for them. Therefore, to borrow from St. Augustine, without God, our hearts would be forever restless. And my friends, a restless heart is an unhappy heart. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers. Catholic.com There will come a day when each of us will be asked to review the movie of our life and give an account to God. We will sorrowfully relive the bad times and joyfully revisit the good. Thankfully, no matter what you've done, there is hope. Since Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. So if you've been away from church for a while, we invite you to come home and find the peace that only comes from God. Visit catholicscomehome.org. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have a secret and hidden 
agenda. So please do me a favor and do not share this publicly with anybody. Just keep this just between us. But there are a few things we like to do during our fear and trembling game segment. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for opportunities in the questions to learn something new. Maybe learn something we did not know before. And that's that's kind of a good thing. Praise be to God. And then, of course, we like to have fun. And our contestants tend to be a good time. They tend to laugh with us and sometimes cry, but mostly just laugh. And we enjoy that part. And then, of course, we give out prizes which kind of makes it a winner for everybody involved. But if you're just joining us and you're brand new here, here's the kicker. Okay, we do not ask the caller the questions, so they don't need to know the answers to be winners of our game show, which makes it more fun, actually. Instead, I will ask Janelle and I will ask Adrian. One of them will be right, the other will be wrong. And the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Who do they trust more, Janelle or Adrian? And then every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Janelle, what could they win? Oh, you can win a lot. Or Ray Moose's offering this week's winner a whole prize box full of different prizes. Wow. Yes. A prize so, pack. A prize pack, if you will. They're providing a Moose-style standard-sized Bible cover made to fit the Great Adventure Bible, a standard-sized breviary cover, a regular print Magnificat cover, and a rosary wow. pouch. All leather? All leather. Wow. The leather used is a beautiful chocolate brown with black stitching, giving your religious goods a beautiful and elegant look. The prize is 100% handmade and built to last a lifetime. High-quality leather and great craftsmanship are wake are what make Aramus Leatherwork stand out. So thank you so much, Aramus Leatherwork. Thank you so much for sponsoring this week's prize. Now they're Can from, I win that? They're from Minnesota. <laughs> they're from so. Minnesota. Yeah, so Aramus, get Aramus. it? Moose. <laughs> See where they're going with that? Have you, have you guys pop quiz? you guys ever seen moose up, up close and personal? Not, zoo, not yes. up close. In a zoo? You've seen a moose in a zoo? They're yep. huge. Wow. That's cool. You should see moose in, in the wild. That's even cooler. What's oh, the wild? Uh, the nature? You mean, you out, mean Houston? Outdoors? Houston proper? Like, okay. Good, great. We'll have, we'll have to save that for another day. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> uh, uh, Maria, good morning to you. Thanks for being a part of our program. Good morning. Now, Maria, where are you calling from? I'm calling from San Antonio, Texas. Praise be to God. Uh, my old stomping grounds there, Maria. Now, what part of San Antonio are you from? Uh, north, south, east, or west? Let's make it easy. Oh, actually, northeast. Northeast. How wonderful. That was uh, Universal City, Live Oak, Converse. I, that's where I grew up. Praise be to God. Oh, wow. Now, okay. <laughs> where do you go to church, Maria? Uh, Shrine of St. Pedro Pio. Oh, wonderful. I've been there on a couple of occasions. How wonderful. Uh, cool. Well, we're excited uh, that you're part of our program today. Now, Maria, have you listened before? Do you know how the game is played? Yes, sir. So you know, then, you, you are aware of the trickiness of certain uh, contestants on the program. Straw poll, <laughs> who do you trust more, Janelle or Adrian, in general? Uh, I guess in general... Uh Adrian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, I love to hear I, it. Everybody thinks he's the trickiest. I didn't see that coming. But okay, okay. Well, let's play and see how he does for you then, Maria. Are you ready to go? Yes, sir. All right, we'll start with Janelle, as is our custom. Janelle, are you ready? Yes. Are you sure? Maybe. Are you sure? Yes. Janelle, can you tell me, which of the evangelists was a physician? The evangelists? Yes. Uh, a physician mm -hmm. that is Saint Hippocrates. 
Hippocrates. Yes. My favorite evangelist. Out of all of them, yes. Saint Hippocrates. Yes. Okay, okay. Let's see what uh, Brother Adrian, the reliable, has to say. Uh, Adrian, can you tell me which evangelist was a physician? That would be Saint Luke the Evangelist. Saint Luke, you say? It is what I say. So, Adrian is on the hook for Saint Luke. And Janelle, you said Saint who again? Saint Hippocrates. Hippocrates. So, there's your choices. Janelle is Hippocrates, and Adrian is Luke. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Maria, what say you? Adrian is right. Survey says. Adrian. <laughs> 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 Hippocrates. Now, what's the backstory there, Janelle? Uh, he's the one that the Hippocratic Oath is based I on. I thought yes. that was the case. He's but- a Greek physician. Not Catholic. Not Catholic. Uh, Pre-Christian. And certainly not one of the four evangelists. No, definitely not an evangelist. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John. (laughs) What's the bed that I lay on? Luke was a God-fearing Gentile. Yes. uh, They both knew Greek, though. Yes, Um, true story. But, no, very different. Well done, Maria. You are in the cup. uh, Well, good choice there, St. Luke. Adrian did come through for you that time. You're so welcome. I don't know if you can trust him all all the way there. But uh, you're in the cup. Praise be to God. You could win the leather pack from uh, Oremus this week. We're very excited. But let's go to let's see if we can't double your chances with the second question, which could be slightly tricky. Let's just let's see how it goes. Adrian, we'll go with you. Uh-oh. Adrian, can you tell me? What is the term for the doctrine that states that every fact or effect in the universe is guided or caused entirely by law or necessity? What do we call that? Yeah, that would be determinism. You sound very determined when you say that. Yes. Determinism. Determinism. Mm -hmm. Okay, Janelle, can you tell me what is the term for the doctrine that states that every fact or effect in the entire universe is guided or caused entirely by law or necessity? By law, okay, by law or necessity. That is predestination. Hmm. Yes. Okay. So here's the deal, Maria. Uh, Janelle is on the hook for predestination, and Adrian is on the hook for determinism. 15 seconds on the clock with tricky question. What say you? Oh, that's tricky. Uh, but I think I'll go with Janelle this time. Are you sure? Oh, I'm so oh. sorry. <laughs> Ouch. Wow, you're very quick on that. He button is too there, quick Adrian. on that. Like, was it determined ahead of time that you were going to slam that as fast as possible? Well, it was predestined. I was trying <laughs> to give her a chance. Just, uh, I'm sorry, Mari. Oh. But in fact, it, uh, Janelle was wrong. Uh, yes. Adrian, I, I hate to admit this publicly, okay, but Adrian was right. Whoa. Uh, determinism is the correct answer there. That was the trickiest of all. Yeah, the, the, the distinction between the two would be that, you know, predestination is talking about God predestining, predestining something, whereas determinism is a materialistic idea that says that everything is determined by material processes. So it's not relied on God. It's just, you know, Material things. Okay. All so right. But philosophy in this question. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, we have one more. We can still uh, double your chances in the uh, the prize pack this week in the coffee cup of divine providence. Let's go to question number three and see how this all goes. 
All right. Uh, well, back to Janelle this time. Janelle, can you tell me? Or rather, yeah, can you give me the second group in the hierarchy of angels? The, the second layer, the second okay. level. What do we call that group in the hierarchy of angels? The second the layer. The second layer of the hierarchy of angels. Okay. That is dominations, virtues, and powers. I'm, I'm smelling some St. Paul in the air right now. That <laughs> sounds like something he might say. Let's uh, see what uh, Brother Adrian uh, has to say here. Adrian, can you tell me, or rather list for me, the second layer in the hierarchy of angels? Uh, that would be Gabriel, Michael, and Raphael. And Raphael? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not Raphael? Oh, it doesn't matter. Same <laughs> Unless you're the angel, of course. <laughs> no, there's no Having problem. your name said correctly might matter. I've heard it said both ways. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, you you answered one more time. You think the second layer is Gabriel, Michael, and Raphael, or Raphael. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's, okay. So, that's Adrian's answer, whereas Janelle says it's dominations, virtues, and powers. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right, Janelle or Adrian? Maria, what say you? Gosh. Um, Janelle! <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. I just got to with, leave. Um, with, with Adrian. Are you sure? I, Say Janelle. I'm not sure, but I'll Say go. Say Janelle. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. That is a hard. All these questions. Maria, are you are a you are such a good sport. You you put up with these two tricky people all the time. Um, they were hard questions. For they me. were. <laughs> I like. Ah, oh, wow. These were really tough questions. In fact, dominations, virtues, and powers is in fact the second layer of uh, of uh, angels. In, in in archangels, Adrian, where are they in the list? Because you you named they're the lowest. They're the, the lowest layer. So the archangels oh, are the lowest wow. of the layers of, of angels. Okay. But you're in the cup, Maria. You are in the cup. And the week before last, the winner was in only one time. So you could still win. Praise be to God, Maria. You're such a good sport. Thank you for your time. Okay. Thank you. We're going to put Bye. you on hold. Don't go anywhere because i got to get your phone number just in case. It'd be God's will that you should win this week. You'll have to tune in on, on Friday to find out for sure. But we need a way to call you back, so I'm going to put you on hold. All right, that is going to do it for the radio side. Adrian, so quick on the buzzer. Anyway, tomorrow, new opportunity, new chance to win. Praise be to God. Call in if you didn't get in today. We'd love to have you on the program. If you can join us in the after show, it'll be a quick one, but we'll have one. Otherwise, we'll see you back here, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, for Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. God love you. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to God. Welcome to the After Show. It's going to be an abbreviated one today of Catholic Drive Time, where we get a little bit more casual. And today, it'll be like super fast. 
because Brother Adrian, in addition to being super quick to buzz people, also, you see? See what I'm I saying? Love that button. See what I'm saying? Uh, he also has to help produce Breedale's program at the top of the hour, and there's some extra curveballs being thrown around today. So he is going to, uh, we're going to have to wrap up earlier today so that he'll have the opportunity to prepare for that. Don't worry, I'll give us 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> All the time in the world. You're such a gentleman. Uh, Jesus Robles, my friend. Hey, we need to hook up. I have something that belongs to you. I need to return. Not that I'm not enjoying it. I am. But uh, I, I, I want to make sure that St. Vincent Ferrer gets, uh, gets to go home uh, at the appropriate time. Uh, good morning to you, Buddy Kane. Good morning to you, Ubi. Praise be to God. Uh, good morning to you, uh, Sonia Morales. Good morning. Praise be to Jesus. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, let's see who else was on. I'm on the uh, Facebook side of things. Rudy Gutierrez, are you a brand new commenter? I think is Rudy. I think so. Sure. I think so. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for commenting for the first time. Rudy Gutierrez. Very grateful to you. We love our first time commenters. Uh, praise be to Jesus. Glenn Trahan. Good morning to you. Uh, we're very grateful uh, to have you on the program today. Lori. Lori, praise be to God. Luz, good to see you. Don, good to see you. Patty, thanks for hanging out with us today, Patty. Uh, Joaquin, good morning to you. Josh Knoll, good morning. Praise be to Jesus. Gloria, good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out. Who's over on the uh, YouTube side? Lots of people. Mr. Thomas is on today. Uh, we have Betty is on. Uh, Chris, Will, Jeff, and the, and the crew. Angelo, Mike, Tammy, Susan. Oh, good morning to all of y'all. Betty had a good question. She said, uh, morning, are guardian angels lower than Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael? Yes, uh, the guardian angels are the lowest rank of uh, angels. So they're the absolute lowest. It's uh, guardian angels and then, uh, or they just say angels. So angels, then archangels. Uh, and I was telling Joe during uh, the little break we had uh, that there's actually a debate among the scholastics on whether or not Michael being called an archangel was actually in the hierarchy of archangels or was by archangel they meant leader and therefore he's a seraphim which is the highest of the angels and so uh that that, that was an interesting point there's good arguments on both sides i kind of lean towards that he was an archangel purely because i like the theology of god using the weak to uh, destroy the strong so you know lucifer being the highest of the angels and being tossed down by a lowly archangel i like that idea so i kind of subscribe to that idea uh mr thomas said may i ask adrian did you find a place yes kinda we'll see tomorrow <laughs> uh we're we need to uh we're gonna put in a bid for it basically we're gonna submit our application today so i decided to go in and, and do it so we found a place uh, so we need to do that. I need to actually tell them that I gonna, we're going to go. We're going to do it, and then uh, we're going to have to submit an application. So we'll see what happens. If Amen. we do, it'll be the end of August, I believe. Praise be to God. Uh, Sonia is very excited about the uh, San Antonians on the program today. Yeah, we have a great crowd that comes from San Antonio every day. We're very grateful for that. We've had lots of San Antonio contestants on the game show too. Praise be to Jesus. And I like talking to folks that uh, live or from my old stomping grounds there in Converse, Universal City, Live Oak, back in the day. Back in the day. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm just, just looking through some comments here. We're, we only have about a few more minutes left before we have to sign off for the day. Now, I'm going to be uh, on uh, William Hemsworth's program this week. I'm not sure what day. It, we're going to jump on the... 
on the old Zoom and record something today. I'm not sure at what point William will put that out on his channel, but you can see that on YouTube. William Hemsworth, the Bible Catholic, that's coming up. So praise be to God. I'm looking forward to being on his show. This week, we are going to be talking tomorrow. David L. Gray returns to our program. Now, um, you may or may not know that David L. Gray was a Freemason, and so was I. I also was in the Freemasons. And so he and I are going to chat about that. But also, Dr. Uh, Jules, is it Jules? Honestly, Jules. I think it's Jules. I'm pretty sure. Jules Gomez. Dr. Jules Gomez. We had him on last week to talk about the Hindu rite. Well, he has uh, written quite a bit about uh, the work of the Freemasons in England and in Rome to help subvert the church. So he's going to be on our show tomorrow to talk about some of those stories, especially in Rome, at the seminaries. We're going to have a conversation around the, why the church teaches that Catholics cannot be a part of secret societies to include the Freemasons. So our guests, David O'Gray and Dr. Jules Gomez, will be on tomorrow. Let's see. Uh, we're going to put the General Boykin interview out on Wednesday. Now, I sent that to the CDT insiders over the weekend so that hopefully you guys had first crack, first opportunity to listen to the whole interview. We'll put only 20 minutes of it out on the show on Wednesday, uh, or it may go to Friday, but right now it's scheduled for Wednesday. And then uh, if you want to listen to the entire interview, well, you need to be on the uh, on the e- email list, but we will at some point release it publicly on the YouTube channel as well. John Heinen from the, the Catholic Gentleman is going to be our guest on Thursday. We're going to do something unique on Thursday. We're going to have a guest for all three of the guest segments in the first hour. So we're going to do something neat. Now, I've known John Heinen for years. Uh, a very interesting guy. Went to Yale for trumpet. I mean, who goes to Yale for trumpet? Trumpet. That's like a tiny tuba, right? Yeah, John Heinen. He's a he's a very interesting character. Works for Fuzadi. Uh, he's a marketing genius, uh, but he's also a faithful, devout Catholic a husband and father. And uh, and now he uh, co-owns the Catholic Gentleman, and he's going to be our guest on Thursday. So I'd be curious to ask about like how does one be a ethical marketer? I feel like marketing, yeah, is so unethical <clears throat> sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They just like just manipulate. And lie, yeah. And so I feel like that'd be a really good topic. Like, how as a Catholic do you approach marketing without falling into like the lying and the manipulating? That'd be interesting. Hundred percent, man. I, I have a book in my library here. Maybe I can get to it really quickly. Yeah, I don't think that's the topic uh, oh, we're talking about. No, but, brand know. washed. Okay, the book is called Brand Washed. And if you want to know about the manipulative tactics of marketers, brand wash would blow your mind blow your mind that the book gets into marketing um on a on a level that you probably never considered like for instance at grocery stores all the sneaky tactics to manipulate you at grocery stores the book gets into talking about um uh stuff that was done uh, experiments that were made on babies in utero in places like the philippines how the marketing companies were working with obgyns to create uh, addicted babies in utero to their products and how they use pheromones to help to, uh, to manipulate people and their emotions when they enter certain stores at the mall, for instance. It blows your mind. The, he talks about how um, video games are intentionally created to create addictions because Two minutes. customers are great, right? You want money, and addicted customers keep coming back, coming back for more. Alex 
Uh, so that's that's that book is called Brand Washed. If you want to, if you want to, you know, throw up in your mouth with manipulative tactics. So that's another rabbit hole for another day. Alex Malone, good morning to you from the Lone Star hey. State. Praise be to God, Alex. Alex Malone, yes, he is our friend. He's in Maryland right now, but he just came into Texas for this week. I uh, got to have lunch with him yesterday after mass. And, uh, yeah, and he was also at the party on Saturday. Sorry, Joe. He was invited. You weren't. Hmm. Uh, but hmm. the, uh, yeah, so thanks, God. Thank you, uh, for Alex for, uh, thank you, God, for letting Alex come on the perfect timing because he doesn't, he doesn't come to Texas too often anymore. And he came on the perfect time to, uh, hang out with us. And it's always good to see you, Alex. Dominic, I'm great, man. Thanks for asking. Praise be to God. How are you? <clears throat> Hopefully you're doing really well. Hopefully you're having a lot of fun this summer. Um, what time you have left in your summer break? I remember back when I was when I was your age, Dominic. We had all three months off. Did you really? Oh yeah. School ended wow. at the end of May, and it didn't go back until the beginning of September. Lori wants to know: Did Alex get steak? No, Alex did not get steak. He's actually here because of a wedding, so he came late. So he went afterwards, and so he did not get steak either. Mm-hmm. All right, praise be to God. That is going to do it. Uh, Adrian is kicking us off the show. Sorry. Um, because he has another show. He's been cheating on us this whole time. I'm teasing. I'm just teasing. Coming up at the top of the hour, Bree Dale is going to be on, and uh, her uh, show is called Intersections. So uh, she, Bree does a great job covering the news and from a Catholic perspective and a journalist perspective, too. She brings a lot to the table. She lives in Rome, so a great show. You should check it out. It'll begin streaming live across our social platforms at 8 a.m. Central, 9 Eastern, called Breedale Intersections. And Adrian is the producer for that show, so that's coming up. We'll see you back here tomorrow. David O'Gray and Dr. Uh, Jules Gomez will be our guest, and Freemasons in the Church are going to be our conversation. So a lot of great conversation coming up this week. We look forward to it, and thank you. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you.
Yep. Good morning. Yes. She's muted. There you go. I can hear you. Can you hear me okay? Uh, you don't want it to be called intersections anymore? Uh, no, I didn't get any video. Just roll with it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I can just black out. Uh, no, it's just the music.
cool. Okay, that's cool. That's always interesting. <laughs> no. I wish it was boring, honestly. But <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Little theme. Yeah, we had a little musical theme. <laughs> huh. It was like old film looking. It was cool. <clears throat> you know, thinking back to that now, people thought probably thought we were part of like that whole Q thing. <laughs> Are you not? Thought y'all were. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, gaslighting me. Probably got people listening, though, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw an article saying that, uh, that saying that um, wanting to protect babies is a cue. Going on. Uh, probably. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, good. Good. I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I got, I got pretty sick. Um, yeah, I got, uh, well, I never lost like a sense of smell or anything, but I got, uh, I was bedridden for a few days and mm. yeah, not a horrible fever. I got only, I got a light fever. I got a one Oh, uh, 101.7 was the highest I got. So it was low grade. Um, and then, yeah, it was for a few days and it was, pretty miserable and the fatigue was really the worst part honestly i the fatigue i couldn't like i got tired walking across my room mm, that was I, my son yeah he couldn't actually at one point he could he crawled to the bathroom the poor thing because oh my goodness. his muscles were so um weak yes that's how i yep that's exactly how i felt and i was like that was horrible yeah it's fake right that's no, not real 
anyone who's had it, <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't feel, uh, feel good about that statement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's definitely not fun, but it wasn't too bad. Right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, now I don't need it, right? According to them, according, yeah. According, according to the to world, them. you do. But. Yeah, according to them, I, ha I'm, I have to, uh, they said, you can't get it for 90 days, but afterwards you should come back in and get the vaccine, is what they told me. Yeah. Science is conspiracy, unless you're talking about capital S science with the trademark over the E. Yeah, that's not fun. That's not good. Hmm. We're on in two. Yeah, let's just, why don't we just say the St. Michael prayer? Yeah. Um, on air, because I think it's good for the listeners, too. Don't you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, I wear it often. <laughs> I have like crazy vertigo today, which, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I purposely didn't, I'm like, I'm not even going to eat because I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, going on mute and we'll be on in a second. 